Hello, everybody. You're listening to 99th and Main, a podcast uh, dedicated to the ability of uh, local citizens to speak out on issues that is important to them and to give you as much information about things that directly impacted you in your life. Now, in the studio with me today, as always, is my buddy Brad, and we have a special guest. As a matter of fact, we have two special guests in the studio with us today. We've got Nikhail Rector, and we've got Drew Cox. Drew, how you doing down there, buddy? Hey. Huh? Hey, Drew, who's the smartest person you know? Randy. <laughs> and so, uh, but then again, Drew doesn't know a whole lot of people. So, well, we're here today, and we're going to talk with Nikhail. Now, now I, I got I to gotta disclose something here. Go ahead. Nikhil is my wife and Drew is my son. Okay. So just right. just to let just let <laughs> podcast land know that. <laughs> okay. And uh, Nikhil's going to talk to us uh, about some legal things and uh, uh, this is like uh, general information that she's going to be uh, putting out there. Uh, if you if you need legal advice, please go see an attorney and talk to them uh, firsthand. But uh, Nikhil is with us here today. She's going to talk about expungement. She's talking about special driving privileges. Nikhil is a graduate of Alexandria High School and Indiana University, where she received uh, her law degree. She's been a practicing attorney for several years. And uh, Nikhil, I think I'll turn the show over to you now. How are you? I am wonderful. And before we start, I just want to say last week, I loved Dee Thornton. And I've met Dee. And as personable as she seemed on your podcast, she truly is that personable in real life. She is someone that you can just go have a conversation with and meet and talk to. And she's just an amazing, amazing person. And you know, the thing about Dee Thornton, we had her on the program last week. And afterwards, Brad treated us all at uh, Bub's Burgers Ice Cream in downtown Carmel. And you know, I had never eaten there. And it was, uh, it was, it was really, really good. And so, uh, yeah, we enjoy having Dee on the program. We're going to have her back uh, uh, probably in January to talk more about the issues uh, facing uh, people here in the uh, uh, district. And, and we're going to make sure that uh, she's heard and that uh, people understand she's the best candidate to send to Congress. Now, Brad, what did you think about Bub's Burgers? Well, I've been there several times, Randy, and I think the same thing every time, and they're just wonderful. Yeah, and uh, we uh, we broadcast the uh, or recorded the podcast at our Carmel studio, which is a it's a a little bit uh, mis misleading to tell the people that we have a uh, studio in Carmel. What they have over there is they have a facility that's uh, associated with their library, a media center that has a soundproof booth, microphones. Uh, laptop computer, everything you'd need to do a podcast with, and we uh, utilize their facilities to do that podcast in Carmel. Not 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 only podcast, right? You can go in there and do music. Uh, you know, uh, you can you can take your band in there. Yeah, that's exactly right. They had three D printers in the place. I mean, and uh, four or five computers, and it's just a, just a great facility. Well, back to Nikhil. Nikhil, tell us a little bit about yourself, would you? Well, like you said, I was um, born and raised in Alexandria, and then I went to IU down in Bloomington, and then I got my law degree in I, at IU Indianapolis. I moved back to Madison County in 2003 and opened up my law firm here, where um, I do bankruptcy work, 
I do criminal defense, and I do some family law cases, things like custody, child support, um, divorce, those kind of things. Now, well, a couple of things we're going to talk about tonight on the program are expungement and special driving pr- privileges. Now, I don't know a lot about expungement, but I know it has something to do with uh, maybe clearing up uh, uh, some issues you might have had with uh, uh, law enforcement and other things of this nature. Can you tell us a little bit about expungement and how that works? I love expungements because they're a way for people who made a mistake in their past to be able to go through and clean it up. And, um, and expungement doesn't make the conviction just go away, but it hides it so that when you're trying to get a job, employers can't see it or other people can't see it, you still have that conviction out there, but it's not just accessible on a background check any longer. So if I go in, let's say I've had a problem and I go in and fill out a job application on the job application, it says, have you ever been convicted of a felony? Okay, if I've had my record expunged, Well, technically, employers are no longer supposed to ask the question that way. They are supposed to ask the question, have you ever been convicted of a felony that has not been expunged? Oh, I see. And so if you've had your record expunged, then obviously you can say no. Okay. And then it's legal. Then it's legal. Yes, absolutely. So so who's eligible for for expungements? Um, Really... It it depends on what level of felony or misdemeanor you had, but um, anyone who has been convicted, unless it was a crime such as murder, a sex offense, um, some elected officials, some crimes that they commit, those are precluded. Mostly in my practice, what I'm seeing are people that had D felonies or they're now level six felonies or C felonies and they're now level five felonies. That's primarily what I see people wanting to erase. So so when you say uh, D felony or C felony or level six felony, uh, maybe a lot of people don't understand what those are. Can you tell us what some of those crimes might be? Yeah, um, a lot of them are drug crimes, like possession, possession of marijuana, possession of pills, controlled substances, um, theft, uh, burglary. I see a lot. People shoplifting. Of those. Um, conver- we call that conversion, but yes, yeah, shoplifting, conversion, um, OWIs. A lot of people want their OWIs to go away, and those can be misdemeanor or felonies, which is operating while intoxicated. So just so people know this, a child molester can't come in there and get their record expunged. They can, but it's really hard. Okay, all right. So that's a difficult They're proposition. They're going to have to jump through so many hoops. I just so, doubt it would happen. So, Nikhil, if a person goes through one of these expungements, are they eligible for a gun permit? No, if they're still a felon. So, to be eligible for a gun permit, you cannot have a felony conviction. That's one of the things. And so, if you still have a felony conviction, you cannot then go apply for a federal gun permit and get it. A lot of times what we do is we actually, if it's sometimes D felonies or level six felonies can be reduced to misdemeanors and you can do that. Then that opens the process up for a gun permit. The other way they cannot, if they have a misdemeanor battery that's a domestic battery, they cannot get a gun permit no matter what. They're barred for life. Well, that's... So even if it's expunged. That seems fair. Well, uh, I want to thank you for telling everybody about expungement. And the other thing that uh, we need to touch on here, of course, is special driving privileges because I know so many people that have lost their driver's license for one thing or another. And how do they, how do they access 
the system so that they can get their driving privileges. R- Randy, back. before we go to specialized driving, let's, let's do a little bit more on expungement. Okay. Because there, there's absolutely a lot, lot more. I mean, N- Nikhil, what if what if you have multiple felonies in different counties? So you, from the day you file your first petition, you have one year to go clear them all up. And so if you don't clear them up in those years, you're barred from going to the other counties. You have to file a petition in every county that you have a conviction in. So just doing it in Madison County won't take care of it in Henry County or Kosciuszko County? No. You have to do each individual county on their own, correct? Each individual county, yes. And is this something that a person can do on their own? I would not recommend it because under the statute, if you do it and you mess it up, a judge does not have to give you a second bite at the apple. So you only get one shot at this? You only get one shot. Um, You know, some judges are more forgiving than other judges. The other thing that's really important to know, and I see a lot, is people come in and they say, man, when I was 18, 19 years old, I got arrested for this theft. I was never convicted. They threw it out. But it still shows up on my background check, and I can't get a job because people think I'm a thief. Those can be, um, we call that sealing the record. And so it seals it, and then they can't come back and see it later so that when they're trying to get that job, but the really cool thing about those, there's no filing fee charged. So if there was no conviction, just an arrest, there's no filing fee charged by the court. So it makes it a little cheaper. Okay, so let's talk about the filing fees on this. If there is a filing fee, what is the filing fee? The filing fee is $162 with the court. That's just with the court. That's not your attorney fees or other things like that. That's just with the court. And that's only if there's a conviction. And so if you have five convictions in Madison County, you only have to pay one filing fee. We put it all in one You bundle it together. We bundle it together so you don't pay five. But if you have five different counties, you're going to pay five convictions in five different counties. You're going to pay five different filing fees. Okay, that's the filing fee. Now, the law office and the Cal Rector charges what to do this? Well, the law office and the Cal Rector looks at it... um, I usually have a set fee for the first felony, and then I bump it up $50 for every following following felony. It depends on the level of felony, and it depends, you, do I have to go get special waivers? What hoops am I having to jump through to get this done for someone? I like to try and make it affordable because I think these are wonderful, wonderful um, mechanisms for people to be able to get a fresh start. Okay, say... Somebody gets an expungement. They go through the whole process. They get their expungement. Year and a half later, they get arrested again. What happens? They're stuck with that. They're They're stuck with that. Yeah. If if they're not convicted, they can go through and they can file the petition to seal it with no filing fee at any time. But if they're convicted, they, they cannot go back and expunge it later. It's done. And people... People don't get to just walk away like, oh, I finished probation. I get to go expunge my stuff now. That's not how it works. There are waiting periods so um, that, have to, that have to be followed. So you have to show a, a track history that, you know what, you've, you're turning your life around. You're on the right track. So somebody who, you know, commits a felony operating while intoxicated can't do their sentence and then walk out and expunge it. Now, a person comes to the law office in the Cal Rector wanting an expungement from the, the start of this expungement when they first talk to you to the end of it about how long does it take it let's say they walk in they pay everything that day we try and have their paperwork ready within 24 to 48 business hours 
they, they have to sign the paperwork and then we take that paperwork, we file it with the court, and once it hits the court, it's um, usually about a 30 to 45 day turnaround. So, so fairly quick, mm-hmm. really, it's fairly quick. And they can pay the filing fee. They pay it to me and then I pay it on to the court. There you go. So everything's done in, in-house at your office. Everything's done in-house. Yes, the other thing that we always tell people is go to the Indiana State Police website and get a fingerprint background check so that we can make sure that we have everything cleared up because you don't know how many people I see who forgot about that arrest that they got when they were 18 and now they're 40. And so since it's only one bite at the apple, you don't want to miss it. Okay, now going to um, the specialized driving um, license and um, if I have a lifetime suspension. I can never get a driver's license again. Is that correct? That's not correct. That's not correct. No. Under the specialized driving permit statute, you can get a driver's license essentially as long as you have not killed somebody um, drinking and driving or being under the influence of a substance and driving. There are some other things that are precluded, but that's the big one is that, you know, if someone who's killed someone drinking and driving, they can't get one. But generally, let's say that you have um, five driving while suspended and, and the um, Bureau of Motor Vehicles has determined administratively that you're a habitual traffic violator and they've suspended you, we can file for a specialized driving permit and have you driving. And, and a specialized driving permit allows you to drive to where? Because I can I drive out to California and back on vacation? No, it really depends on the judge and the order. Um, some judges require a very specific order. I've actually had judges put in there, you know, what grocery store. Other judges um, allow a more lenient order. So generally my orders say something like to and from necessities for themselves, their family, Um, So medical appointments, I always make sure I put court stuff in there, Uh, court appointments, probation, things like grocery store, store, doctor's appointments, doctor's appointments, Uh work, number one work. Yes, they can drive to, from, and during the course of their employment. So your employer says, hey, I need you to take this letter to the post office for me. Well, that's during the course of your employment, so you can drive for that purpose. So what's it cost, Mikhail? Um, the driver's license generally, um, it's, it, it really depends on what you're doing because sometimes on those, we have to file three or four different petitions because if someone's suspended by the BMV, that's one petition. And then let's say a court has suspended their driver's license. That's another petition. And then you may have another court that's suspended. So that's another petition. So it really depends on there. You're looking at about $300. If, if it's a BMV suspension, there's a filing fee. So you're looking at about, I think that filing fee is 162 as well. So you're looking at another filing fee there. Um, if, if, it's, if a court has suspended your driver's license, then you have to, um, you don't have to pay a filing fee. It just has to go through the court. One thing, this is the biggest problem I see. I get someone their specialized driving permit and they go drive. You can't do that. A lot of times you have reinstatement fees. So once you get that specialized driving permit, then the next important thing to do is you either have to go to the BMV and pay those reinstatement fees, or you have to go see if you're eligible at the courthouse to have them waived. 
and there's a process you can go through to do that. So there is a process that you can have the state's reinstatement be waived. Yes, yes. And, and I generally have my clients do that on their own. They just go up to the fourth floor. There's a form that they have them fill out. They set it for hearing. And then if they qualify, they'll waive those. And then they take everything to the Bureau of Motor Vehicles and they will give them a, um, we call it an SDP, a specialized driving permit. Well, that's great. That's great. Now, are you smarter now than you were, say, an hour ago? If you had asked my wife, she's going to say no, <laughs> but I'm going to say yes. Yeah, see, I, I learned a lot from this segment here today. Well, Nikhil, I want to thank you for bringing us up to speed on expungement and specialized driving uh, privileges. I think that's something that's very, very important to, to our listeners out there, or can be important. Nikhil, I got another question going back to expungements. Okay, say, you're, you're, you're a public defender. Okay, say you represented somebody as a public defender, and they come to you to get an expungement. Does Are you still their public defender, or is that a separate thing? That is a separate thing. My duty to them as their public defender terminates when their case terminates. So um, someone pleads guilty and they go on probation, my representation for them stops. So. And, and under the statute, I mean, realistically, I probably haven't had any contact or represented these people in five to eight years, you know, just for them to even qualify. So they, so, so if you represented someone as a public defender and they come back to you and say, hey, you were my public defender, I want this expunged. That's it's not how that works. Right. I, I, as, that's not part of my public defender responsibility. Right. They, they, have to, they have to provide payment to do that with an attorney, whether it's you or another attorney. Correct. Correct. And it's the same thing with the specialized driving permits. Um, There's some argument as to what what the public defender's responsibility there is versus what it's not. And um, I have been told that it's it's not the public defender's responsibility to file a specialized driving permit for someone. Well, there you go. So, uh, Thanks again, Mikhail. I, I know a lot more now th- about these two issues than I knew before. Not that I, I don't need either, either one of these services at this time, but it's nice to know for, for future reference. So is it fair to say that if you're in jail or out on bail, you can call Nikhail? It's fair to say. Uh, say that again. If you're in jail or out on bail, you call Nikhail. <laughs> there you go. There you go. I like that. That's, that's, that's pretty good. Now, I want to circle back to something that we talked about last week, Brad, that's very important. Uh, happening November 26th here in Anderson. It's the dedication of the gym floor out there at Anderson High School, one time Madison Heights High School, to Phil Buck, former coach of the Madison Heights Pirates from 1966 to 1990. So, so if, you were, if you were a player or if you was a student, let's go out there and let's pack the gym that night. Let's, let's everybody get there and, and have a great dedication for Phil. Oh, absolutely. I, I, I like Phil Buck. I thought he was a good coach. He coached a lot of talent coming through those Madison Heights High School. Uh, Ray Talbert. Ray Talbert. Bobby, Bobby Wilkerson. Stu Robinson. Winston, Winston Morgan. Morgan uh, Jim, Re- Jim Reginald. I mean, you know, Reginald. Brad had, Duncan. Brad Duncan. Yeah, throw that in there, Brad Duncan. So uh, my buddy Mark, oh, brothers, Steve and Mark Porter. Uh, so he coached them all. So uh, uh, let's get out there. Let's show our support for what Phil Buck accomplished uh, in his coaching career. And I think that's a, a, a nice uh, testimony to Phil Buck that they're naming the gym floor after him. Now, I want you to stay tuned in the program here for Brad's podcast pick of the week. Now, Brad, 
Tell us what your record is. I'm five and two now. Did you win last week? I did live, win okay. last week. Now, if if you're a hundred dollar better and you've been betting with me, you'd be plus two hundred and eighty dollars at this point in time. So if I was a ten dollar better, I'd be ahead twenty eight bucks. That's correct. That's exactly <laughs> right. So, uh, uh, so we'll have Brad's uh, podcast pick of the week coming up, and uh, uh, something noteworthy that you might. Uh, be thinking about it out there. Indiana University is having a tremendous football season this year. One of the best. They are bowl ever. eligible now, and they're bowl Already. eligible, and they're going to be playing Michigan at Indiana University Saturday. Okay, right. and uh, Indiana played really well against Penn State on the road to Happy Valley. Come up a touchdown short. Come against up them. a touchdown short. So uh, if you're looking for something to do this weekend. Uh, just take a little trip down to Bloomington and watch the Hoosiers against the Michigan Wolverines. Now, a- every time I turn the channel, all I see is this impeachment hearings. There's no one listening to that to, or watching that, is there? I'm following it like it's a job. No, you're you're not serious. <laughs> I'm serious. You're, I've you're... watched every minute of the testimony on these impeachment hearings. Well, give me your thoughts on this, Randy. Okay. It's very, very simple. And, and I'm going to boil it down to as simple as I can be for our listeners. The testimony of sworn witnesses has indicated that the president used official acts on the part of the United States government to bribe the government of Ukraine to instigate the announcement of investigations against Joe Biden and the debunked conspiracy theory that Ukraine interfered in the 2016 election on behalf of Hillary Clinton. They have shown that through direct testimony and circumstantial evidence. What the Republicans have failed to do is to produce a single witness that exonerates Trump through sworn testimony. Now, some of our Republican friends on the committee have said, oh, the president said he didn't do it. Well, the guy robbing the bank said he didn't do it either. So, but Republicans have not produced a single witness that has provided sworn testimony that the president did not engage in this conduct. Now, I understand that President Trump is going to be impeached by the House of Representatives. There's no ifs, ands, or buts. Impeachment is coming based upon the evidence. Will the Senate remove him from office? I don't think so. Probably not. But uh, that's, that's on them. So the Republicans are between a rock and a hard place. Well, Randy, when you elect a clown, you can expect a circus. That's exactly so. right. That's exactly right. And, uh, you know, I told people in 2015 that that, uh, Donald Trump was unfit and unqualified to be president. And I think he has shown us time and time and time again that I was exactly right. Now, what we haven't seen is, and people need to ask this question, why hasn't Mick Mulvaney, the president's chief of staff, testified? Why hasn't Mike, Mike Pompeo testified? Why hasn't the president answered interrogatories? Why has uh, the president denied uh, witnesses and documents from being turned over to the uh, impeachment inquiry committee? So, you know, it makes him look guilty even if he isn't guilty. Well, the president we got thinks he's above the law. That's absolutely right. So nothing applies to him, he thinks. My my only, you know, and like I said, he's definitely going to be impeached. The Senate probably will not remove him from office. But what it does, it puts Republicans between a rock and a hard place. Abandon the president and lose their base or defend the president and let the whole country know that they are defending criminality on the part of the president. 
That's where they find themselves. And I think that by not removing the president from office for what he did, they set a dangerous president, and I think they will they will answer to that in next November 2020 in, in the next presidential election. And that's basically as simple as I can make this for, for our listeners. And I hope uh, that you stay up, up to date on, on the things that are going on because this is important to the country. And that's all I have to say about it. I, I kind of agree with you, Randy. And uh, let's talk about some of the people that uh, we associate with, that, that are friends of the program. And Brad, why don't you tell us about our, our, our corporate sponsors? Well, we got Sims Auction. And, and Sim, Sims has an auction coming up on November 23rd and 24th. It's at 573 Raider Road in Middletown. And that auction is at 10 a.m. And we got Witch Carpet. He's at he's located at 112 West Grand. You can tell them a little bit about Witch Carpet. Yeah, Witch Carpet. You know they have uh, carpet, vinyl, laminate flooring. Uh, they have installation. Uh, John has been in the business for 25 years. Started out when he was a young kid. You know, John's only about four. What is he, Brad? 45. 45, years old? I believe. Yeah. So he started out with business, young kid. Been in the business all of his life. Started his own store. He's a he's a local success story about a guy that worked hard, lived his life the right way, and, and became an entrepreneur here in the, in the community. So he's a local success story, and I, I commend him for his efforts. Now, one of the other things I want to talk about, I'm talking about my buddy Levi Krusemeyer, a notch above tree service. A notch above the rest tree service, yeah. that's correct. And, and Levi, now, hey, that's a dangerous business, folks. You don't want to be getting out there in your yard with a ladder and climbing up in trees and trimming the limbs and everything like that because, you know, you take a fall, you can break a hip, you can even die. I mean, you know, that's a, that's a dangerous business, tree trimming. Levi is licensed and bonded. He does other things besides tree service. He does power washing. He does tree removal and trimming, uh, mulch and gravel, He'll move, remove debris from your yard, and he does gutter cleaning. And one thing about Levi, he will give seniors and military um, uh, discounts. That's good. That's really good. That's that's the way it is. And then our, our friends there at Edgewood Service Center, uh, Marty Hall, family been in that business since 1968. Marty took over uh, when his dad retired, I think, in the mid-'90s, and uh they do brakes. They do air conditioning service. They, they do it all out there. 2802 Nickel Avenue. Yeah, they talk about not enough businesses on the west side. Well, if you're on the west side, support Marty so his business can stay on the west side there. And, and going back to a notch above the tree, the, a notch above the rest tree service, that's kind of hard to say. It is, really. Um, Levi does take payments. Oh, He's yeah. probably one of the only tree service... Uh, that does take payments. So much down, so much a month? I, I would assume that's how he does it. Until, <laughs> until it's paid off. Until it's paid off. Okay. Now, Brad, it's that time. It is time for Brad's podcast pick of the week. Who's it going to be this week, brother? Well, I'm going back. I'm staying in the pros this week. I'm on, it's, it's Green Bay at San Francisco. Oh, now, Brad. Now, you're, you're, you're a Green Bay fan, Randy, and I'm sorry to disappoint you. I'm going to take San Francisco Lay in the three, minus the three points against Green Bay at home. So San Francisco is a three-point favorite at, at home. home against Green Bay. And I'm going to play San Francisco minus the three. Oh, my Lord. Oh, I hate it when you pick against Green Bay. But anyway, it's been a great show. Uh, I do want to talk about an additional feature that we're going to add to the program. 
we're we're going to bring back and she was on my she was on my program that I had on WHBU radio the Mr. Main Street show we're bringing back Jessica the weather girl uh, Jesse's going to join us in the studio and give us a weather report and you know what I thought would be a nice thing to do when you make your podcast pick of the week Jesse can give us the weather the the weather conditions for that of that, that game of that game so we'll have Je- Jess on the program talking about the weather giving you uh, a local local weather report, extended forecast, and the weather for Brad's podcast pick of the week. Right now, next week being Thanksgiving, we won't be doing a show. We'll be back the first week of December. That's that's correct. Taking the holidays off so we can spend a little time with our families. Because we usually record this program on, thir- on Wednesday or Thursday. So we'll take next week off, spend a little time with our families for Thanksgiving. Then we'll be back the following week with the program. Now, I want to... Thank everybody for tuning in and, and listening to what we have to say on the program. And believe me that uh, we uh, are having a, a, a lot, a lot of interest in this particular podcast. And, and we really appreciate your interest. Uh, Drew, what do you think about being a part of the podcast? Good. You like it? Yeah. Huh? You, want to, you want to tell everybody goodbye and have a happy Thanksgiving? Goodbye. Have a happy Thanksgiving. Well, folks, this is the old left-hander. I'm rounding third and headed for home.